It is time to recap a week in Drake Sports. This is The Bark, and here are your hosts, Noah Manderfeld and J.D. Pellegrino. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of The Bark. I'm Noah Manderfeld, the sports director for the Drake Broadcasting System, and alongside me, as always, with the start of the semester today, J.D. Pellegrino. J.D., how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Noah. Thanks for asking. The first, it is our last first day of school. For both of us. For both of us. For both seniors. Yeah, both seniors. What's going to happen to this podcast, you know, when we're when we're doing big things out in the know. real world? I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to stop following Drake Sports. Either. I won't I won't either. Maybe we'll maybe we'll find a way to make maybe, it work. Maybe a remote podcast. Yeah. We, we have loyal listeners out there. We, Drake we Nation cannot is let Drake us. Nation down, nor can we fail all of the other audience members and loyal Drake fans in the Midwest and in the nation. Yeah, and overseas, too. Got a couple of basketball players right. abroad. You know, who knows if they mm-hmm. listen to this? Australia. Got a couple of Noah Thomas fans yeah. over there. Yep. We got some family. Down under. All right. All right. Well, Women's basketball. Men's basketball we got on the docket today. Yeah. We got women's and men's basketball and on the docket. We have today. a new segment presented by Noah Manderfeld. What's that segment, Noah? Uh, it's uh, sponsor pending, but it's Noah's numbers. Noah's numbers. Right. We're going to be throwing out unique numbers from unique, the unique teams. Unique numbers, unique stats. It can be a record stat. It can be just something you might not have heard of. So uh, we'll throw that out there. But first, let's start off with Drake women's basketball. And JD, the news wasn't great. The news wasn't great. The women's basketball team went 1-1 one one this weekend with a 69-67 to overtime win over Illinois State. This was in normal Illinois, so not in the Knapp Center at Drake's home turf. And then also a 77-76 to <gasps> one-point loss to Bradley, wow. also on the road in Peoria, Illinois. First, we are going to kick it off with the Illinois State game. This took place on January 24th. This was three days ago, night game, 7 p.m., 906 people in attendance. This game went back and forth and back and forth and back and forth 22 times as these teams were very evenly matched throughout the game. I would say not on paper, however, throughout this game it was it was give and take by both teams. Illinois State edged out Drake in the first quarter, scoring 12 points to Drake's 11 and then again the same thing in the second 12 to 11 now down two entering the third quarter Drake came back big putting up 26 points to Illinois State's 18 taking the lead but then giving back that same amount they just gained eight to six in or 19 to 13 in the fourth in favor of Illinois State this game is going to overtime overtime comes around and Drake just makes it happen 8 to 6 with the 69-67 win to improve to 13 and 5, 5 and 1 in conference. This was a big game for Drake. This was against a good team of mm-hmm. uh, the Illinois State Redbirds were one that this was a matchup that we knew was going to be tough for the Bulldogs just based on the amount of tests that they've faced this season. You know, we've had struggling players on the offensive end, um, a little bit on the defensive end, struggle with some turnovers. It was good to see this win, though, Noah. It was very good, really good to see this win. And coming down late, uh, we've we've seen some crushing losses late, but then 
Drake was able to pull this out on the road. Maddie Monahan got a, a big layup late. Uh, Hannah Fuller got a big steal late in that OT, and it was good to see this team come together, and they were really pumped after this win uh, because while we're so used to seeing Drake go undefeated in the Missouri Valley Conference and blowing out every opponent, it's not going to be like that every year. And this year, it's actually a blessing in disguise, a disguise to see games like this and then the, the game versus Bradley, which we'll talk about after mm-hmm. this. It's a blessing in disguise because now – the conference will have more merit, so when we go to the committee uh, to potentially make the tournament as an at-large bid or as the Missouri Valley Conference champions, uh, we will get be given more um, more uh, uh, stature in terms of our seeding, where we're usually placed three seeds below the projections. We might not see that as much this year. Yeah, and I mean, you can only hope, but we will get to the Missouri Valley Conference standings after we wrap up this Bradley game. In this Illinois State game, Becca Hittner was big. Uh, with 16 points, Sarah Ryan with 14, Brenny Rose with 11, Maddie Monahan with 10, and then Kira Collier with 9. Um, and then all honorable mention, Maggie Negar with 7, and Monica Burrich with 2. Yeah. Um, we we were seeing contributions from many players. Um, it was very great to see Rose step up. Maddie Monahan come in with that, uh, with that final layup, as we mentioned. And then Kiera Collier, she's very hit or miss. Either she scores 9, 10 points, or she scores 0. So it was very good to see contributions from everybody on this team and it was a very close one a little too close for comfort but like you mentioned Noah this season isn't going to be like what we have seen and what we've been blessed with in the past two years the the competition in the Missouri Valley Conference is a lot more fierce than we have seen and I think we're going to see a lot more close games like this which is the perfect transition into this Bradley game that took place just two days later Mm -hmm. this happened yesterday on Sunday and boy it, it was this was this just tough to see this was again a very it close was. game 77 to 76 drake falls to bradley on the road and it just feels weird to hear it, it feels weird to hear but bradley's number 1 in the conference right now i mean undefeated. We'll, we they're undefeated we'll, we'll we'll still get there we're going to we're going to look at some some play by play um some play by play first first the game got started off with becca hitner uh making her making her first basket of the game, and then Sarah Ryan with her first basket of the game. Drake took a 6-0 lead at one point, um, and from there, Bradley came back, and then again, it was a battle. There, This was just, it was a tough game. It was close for too close for comfort. In this game, uh, we had big playmakers. Becca Hittner with 29 points. She shot 7 for 20, 4 for 11 from the arc, and then she shot 11 for 15 from the free throw line. She made 11 free throws. That's unbelievable. She also had 10 rebounds uh, with a double-double there. Sarah Ryan put up 16 points, shot 8 for 12. Uh, kudos to Sarah Ryan. Brenny Rose with 5 points, and then a whole bunch of players with 4, 6, and 3. Mm-hmm. What? Why, why did the Bulldogs lose this game, Noah? Uh, well, it just came down to late in the game, and they couldn't convert on enough of their opportunities. We saw versus Illinois State, some plays went their way. They got a steal. They got a couple big layups in over OT. Um, and they were able to come out with the win, but in this one, it just it just didn't work. I mean, they forced a, a, a miss three late in the game off Bradley, um, but then they got the ball back down by two. Uh, they couldn't make a shot. Um, then a layup by Monahan was blocked. Sarah Ryan it knocked off of her, and then they had to foul Bradley late down there. I mean, it was just that late in the game. They couldn't make the baskets that they needed to. Um, and that's what's going to happen in close games like this. You can't play close games all year and win them all, especially in a game like this. 
uh, on the road against a Bradley team who's undefeated. But um, it's tough to see. But, again, um, this conference is a lot tougher than we thought it would be at the beginning of the year. I was just going to say that you can't expect to win all these close games. And I think that part of the reason, I mean, Drake is still in great shape. Mm-hmm. Um, they have an overall they have an overall record now of 13-6, and 5-2 and two in conference. They're, they're by any means not out of it. However, I don't think that the Bulldogs have seen pressure like this, um, specifically on the defensive end. Usually, uh, Sarah Ryan and Becca Hittner have been able to just go in there, tag team yeah. every team they play in the Missouri Valley Conference, obviously with a Maddie Monahan, um, with a Maggie Neegard, and then this year with a Kiera Collier. They're, they have been able to get away with this kind of stuff. They've been able to outscore opponents, play great defense. They haven't seen pressure like they are seeing now. So seeing all these close games, you can't win them all. The team is going to get fatigued at one point or another, and you got to hope that this team is built like a championship team and doesn't fall in those games. Unfortunately, it can't happen all the time, and that's how you end up losing 77-76 to to a very good Bradley team this season, kind of out of nowhere. Yeah, and I will say this, too. Um, looking at the mid-major rankings, which Drake always ranks pretty high in there in the top 10. This was updated on January 21st, so it's a little bit outdated. Uh, but uh, this was last week. Drake was 7th. Missouri State was 5th. Uh, Missouri Valley Conference also had Northern Iowa at 18. Bradley was 23. I think we'll see a bigger jump from Bradley. I mean, that's four teams in the top 25 on the mid-major rankings. Uh, there's a lot of good teams in this conference. Yep, and we are going to review quickly the standings in the Missouri Valley Conference as it sits right now. Yeah, let's do it. 16-2, 7-0 in conference. Bradley sits atop the Missouri Valley Conference. Second is Missouri State. This is no shock. If it wasn't going to be Missouri State, it's going to be us. Uh, Missouri State, 6-1 and in conference play, 16-3 and overall. Drake, 13-6 and with a 5-2 and conference record, sitting in at third. Just two games out of first place, and it is going to be a long season where I do think that Bradley will lose, Drake will climb, Drake, Missouri State, and Bradley are going to be in a dogfight all season long with Loyola 4-3, and Illinois State 4-3, and and Southern Illinois 4-3, and all teams that are just a little bit pesky. Teams aren't going to let you, that they're not going to flop over and they're not going to roll over for you. You're going to have to earn those wins, but I think that we can expect an upset by either Southern Illinois, Illinois State, or Loyola on either Bradley or Missouri State. You would hope that it's not Drake. And honestly, let's just take a moment to feel bad for Evansville and Indiana State. 0-8 down it's there, man. Just, man, both of them. You never it's see two teams that low. There. 0-8, both teams. And they both have similar, like almost identical records yeah. out of conference. Just overall, 2-18 and for Indiana State and 3-16 and for Evansville. You know, this isn't the show where... This isn't the show where we uh, where we talk trash about Evansville and Indiana State, but just a moment of silence for Indiana State and Evansville as uh, their seasons are yeah they're pretty much over. It's a it's a hard knock life down there in the bottom of the Missouri Valley Conference. So what does Drake need to do in order to win these close games? How does Drake win? How do we climb atop the Missouri Valley Conference standings? Here are JD's keys to success. I got you. Feed Sarah Ryan the rock. She is shooting 67% on field goals, and if she gets fouled out, that's even better. She's shooting 82% from the free throw line, so she is automatic. Uh, yes, we know Becca Hittner also is capable of putting up 30 points, but her shot just still isn't on. She hasn't been shooting at the same proficiency as she has been throughout her career. Ryan can take the ball down low and shoot from mid-range. 
Hittner needs to step up, but Ryan is going to make the most of each possession. Figure every shot that Becca Hittner makes, we get, what, 40, 50, 60% of those uh, rebounds back. Mm -hmm. Those shots go in. We're not in two-point games anymore. We're winning by eight. So I think you need to get the ball to Sarah Ryan, keep feeding the ball to Becca Hittner, but Sarah Ryan is going to make the most of each of those possessions. I agree with that, J.D. Noah's numbers? My numbers. Um, this one for the women's team isn't as uh, – I didn't think too much to find this one, but it's still an incredible stat in itself. Uh, Drake has now lost two games in conference play this year. They haven't been back-to-back. Um, they've won in between there. And, in fact, the last time they lost back-to-back games in conference play was 2015-2016 versus Indiana State and Northern Iowa. Northern Iowa, of course, used to be our Achilles heel. Now we've beaten them. I I don't think they've beaten us in a long time. Um, So, I I mean, that's the last time that we've lost back-to-back games uh, in conference play, and we take on Valparaiso this weekend at home. I don't envision us having trouble versus Valparaiso, especially at home in a game in a uh, nap center we haven't lost at since February 1st last year. But... Still, uh, our team is dominant, and we can't expect to go undefeated every year, and I think we sometimes do expect that, but we're still in a good spot. I would agree with that, and I think the toughest stretch that we that the women's team has coming up uh, throughout the rest of the season is going to be a stretch of three games um, from February 20th to the 28th. We face Bradley at home, Illinois State at home, uh-huh. and then head on the road against Loyola. Those are all three very good teams in the Missouri Valley Conference, and uh, if there's potential for any disruption in our uh, in our playoff hopes, it's going to be in that stretch. Yeah, and that's, I think, what we're forgetting, too. Our toughest road games have basically already happened. Missouri yeah. State, Southern Illinois, Illinois State, Bradley. Now we host all of those teams, um, with the exception of going on the road versus you and I. So we're in pretty good position. Yep. So who is uh, who are the women's team playing next? They are taking on Valparaiso. Uh, that's this Friday at home, January 31st at 6 p.m. That's Des Moines' hometown team weekend. Special jerseys. Get a shirt if you go in there. I'm not promoting on behalf of the athletics department, but I'm promoting you, you on, yeah, be there. on behalf of myself because I want a shirt. It's going to look pretty <laughs> dope. Um, and then on Sunday, the Baby Bowl on Super Bowl Sunday. That's actually like the best thing you'll pretty ever sure see. Pretty sure we we're going to see the baby race. We're going to that, see that's the baby race. That's what it is. That's, that's, that's the baby that's race. That's a coming attraction with a, with a sideshow of, of some women's basketball. I'm going to be honest. It's kind of it's kind the, of a big the deal. best thing ever. Who yeah. knows? It could even air on ESPN. But they're playing Loyola at 2 p.m. on that Sunday. Uh, so that's the schedule for this weekend for the women's. Great. And now we're going to move over to men's basketball. We don't have any bad news. We don't have any bad news. A couple W's for the men's team. Um, and one of them on the road. They actually won a road game. Oh, my gosh. Um, but here's the funny thing. So before we, we talk about Drake versus Evansville, Evansville, in case you haven't been following the news, Walter McCarty, their head coach, was put on um, uh, leave because he was facing allegations of a Title IX incident involving a student of the university. A couple days, or actually the day before this game, he was fired. And then the day, the, and like two hours later, they hired their new head coach. The press conference for their new head coach happened two hours before this game started. I mean, that's just that's the timeline. Evansville has lost all of their games since McCarty has uh, stopped coaching, all seven of them, and they're now 0-7 in conference play. Um, and Drake 
dominated them in this game. And, I mean, they dominated. They scored 73 points. They won 73-50. to 50, And they didn't – I don't think they trailed at all in this game. It was such a fast-paced first half. They didn't stop for the first six or seven minutes of this game. Uh, but they overall shot uh, 45%, 56% in the first half. They shot 62% from behind the arc. Liam Robbins added 16 points, 8 rebounds. He had 3 blocks. Roman Penn, 14 points, 6 rebounds, 8 assists. Um, but otherwise, everyone really got involved. And it was a Bulldog team that just steamrolled over an Evansville team that just looks defeated after McCarty was let go. So it was a road win that is probably going to be our easiest road win of conference play, but it still kind of lifts that weight off of our shoulders because we didn't have a road win this year except for our game versus Air Force. Yeah, I think that this this is a very – I mean – this game wasn't a shock to anybody. No, um, but it was still good to to have some some of our thoughts and um, some of the things that have been going great this season kind of reaffirmed in Liam Robbins and Roman Penn uh, getting contributions from Jonah Jackson uh, and then Garrett Sturts, who's actually been on fire lately. Uh, I'm gonna go into some numbers later, but uh, Liam Robbins shot six for seventeen, uh, not great, but definitely enough. Four for four from the free throw line. Pulled up eight rebounds and then three blocks. Three blocks. That's just becoming the regular for Liam Robbins. So, uh, and then same thing. Roman Penn, fourteen points, shot three for three from the arc, uh, six rebounds, and then eight assists. Because we know that he is an assist master. He is an assist master, and he limited the turnovers a little bit in that one. And then the on or yesterday actually, the men's team hosted Missouri State, and Missouri State last year was. Uh, close to Drake in the conference standings. We knew this was going to be a dogfight, and indeed it was, but I didn't expect it to be as physical as it was in the first half. So Drake ended up pulling out the win 71-69, to but that first half, um, it started out first two minutes, no stoppages, then Anthony Murphy gets fouled, goes to the free throw line. Following that foul at about, I don't have the exact time, it was about 18 minutes or two minutes into the game, so 18 minutes left, they went an entire seven minutes without a stoppage. And so that means the starters were playing for a straight eight minutes. It led to a lot of very bad shots, a lot of three-pointers attempted. There were, uh, I think, 23-pointers attempted in the first 10 minutes of this game. Uh, Not very many of them went in. But after that, it became physical. Um, There were a lot of fouls late in the game, even to the point that uh, Tulio Da Silva, who was arguably Missouri State's best player last year as a freshman from Brazil, uh, who's been relegated to... A, uh, a backup role right now with Gage Prim starting. He got ejected with two minutes left for his uh, contact with Pilipovich. Then later on, Pilipovich was had a foul called on him with, for some contact. Nothing came of it, but you could tell the referees were on edge. Both teams were going at it down low, and but the first half ended with the Bulldogs up by 12. Despite the fact that they shot just 31%, In the second half, shooting got a lot better, 45% for the Bulldogs from the floor. Um, But they also allowed 41% uh, by Missouri State. Um, But Drake, uh, as a team, uh, got outscored by 10 by Missouri State. I mean, Gage Prim, he went off in the second half. He had 23 points and 12 rebounds for a double-double. Keandre Cook, who's averaged 17 points a game in the three games prior to this one, had 13 rebounds and 12 points, and it came down to the very end, but a late three made by the Bulldogs uh, allowed them to pull off the victory uh, and win this game, which was 
uh, a close one at that. Anthony Murphy made a couple free throws late as well, um, but um, it was Roman Penn's three that gave them the lead for good with 21 seconds left. So Bulldogs won a close one in the Missouri Valley Conference play. We've seen a lot of close games, and it's good to see a lot of close games, um, but the Bulldogs are able to pull them out at home. It just seems like they can't do it on the road when they're close. Yeah, this is a scary game for the Bulldogs. I mean, Missouri State is ranked in the bottom half. They're, they're third to last with a 4-4 four and four record. They have lost or they have won less than 50% of their games throughout the season overall. So, th- I mean, close games, yes. Uh-huh. Close game to Missouri State, uh, definitely not the greatest thing to see. Letting up 44 points in the second half if you are trying to qualify for Missouri State, or for, um, excuse me, for a Missouri Valley Conference championship uh, to go to the dance, again, still mm-hmm. scary. But yeah. 37-34, uh, not the worst thing in the world. You just got yeah. better on defense, and that has kind of been on our radar well, this, whole, some, this whole year so far. And here's the interesting thing, too. The Bulldogs are 13-2 and this season when they score over 60 points. 60 points is not that high of a, of, of a benchmark. Um, and But when they score under 60 points, which they've had trouble this year, uh, including their loss last week to Southern Illinois, you see them struggle. Um, they've only lost one game in conference, or two games. Both of their losses scoring over 60 points were in conference play. So I think that benchmark is just getting over 60 points. I mean, your defense is doing enough uh, to win the game to score some points and have some consistent scoring. And one thing that I think kind of contributes to that a little bit is Drake has really limited the amount of turnovers that they have on offense. Uh-huh. They only had eight in this game. I think that they even had... I think they might have had 11 or so in the um, in the Evansville game, uh, but Drake is really taking care of the ball now that we are moving a little bit uh, more into or further into the season, about halfway or so. Um, but again, I think utilizing some of your big playmakers, Roman Penn, Liam Robbins, uh, DJ Wilkins, he's on and off every other game, contributed big 14 points, and then Garrett Sturts 10 more points in that second game. For sure, for sure. And looking at the conference standings right now, uh, you and I and Loyola are tied at for first place at 6-2. and two. Drake has a big game versus you and I. Is it this weekend, I believe? Uh, no, it's coming up later. Um, they have a big game on the road, and then they host them for the final game of the year. Um, but you and I and uh, Loyola sit tied. Drake is tied with Bradley at 5-3, and three, along with Southern Illinois. And then Indiana State and Valparaiso and Missouri State tied at 4-4. Four and four. And then much like Indiana State and Evansville on the women's side, on the men's side, poor Evansville, neither team has won a conference game this season. They're 0-8, and, and Illinois State is 1-7 down at the bottom. Rough. So let's get into J.D.'s keys to success. How can the All Bulldogs right. uh, improve upon their second-place spot right now in conference? So we mentioned the number about reaching 60 points scored for the men's team, but Overall, I mean, yes, you're right. You're looking at you're looking at a trend. You're looking at 13 and two, and yes, nothing speaks like numbers do. But in general, if you just get better on offense, you won't run into that problem. Score more than 60 points. You know, put up 70, 80 points a mm-hmm. game. That is doable for this team. Um, Liam Robbins has been the best scorer on this team. Shout out to his long self. But in the Evansville game, a game that Drake dominated, Robbins went six for 17. For being as tall as he is, I mean, most of his baskets are coming right there, two feet away from the hoop. Then in the Missouri State game, 
a game that Drake very well could have lost. Robbins went four for 14 and then zero for three from the arc. Mm-hmm. Yes, Robbins has made threes before. We've seen it, but that's not his shot. I don't know what Liam Robbins is doing taking three three-pointers throughout that game. As a team, they shot 33% in an Evansville half and then 34% in the first half of the Missouri State game. You've got to hit shots to win games. Robbins needs to make more of his baskets along with other key contributors like Penn and Wilkins. Penn has been fairly consistent over um, over these last several games. Uh, we're getting Wilkins coming in, Sturts coming in, and then Anthony Murphy coming in. But we need more consistency. Again, just as similar to, as it is with Becca Hittner, if Liam Robbins could get more of his shots to fall, this team would be in much better uh, much better standing. Yeah. Um, but I also want to throw out one one more uh, number. Uh, actually, no, I'll, I'll just contribute this in uh, in your section, or you could actually take it. Yeah, of Liam course. Liam Robbins, is, he's, he's doing something with his blocks. He's moving up on the leaderboards. He's boards. moving up on the leaderboards. Yeah, Robbins, uh, just to bounce off that before I go into his other stats, in the first half, I believe he made just one point or one bucket inside the paint. He kind of struggled in there. He made a couple jump shots, almost made a three. Um, his jump shot's getting better, but yeah, you're right. He's got he's to finish in the paint. He wasn't strong enough in there. But here's where he is strong on the defensive side. And Liam Robbins, as a sophomore, has a lot of blocks. A total of 53 this season. And that ties Nick McGuinn's program record. Yeah, uh, she has Horace, 56. Horace, oh, 56 Yes, 56. Now. So now he's up. ahead. Yeah, he moved up. So now he's got 56. He has the program's single-season record of 56 blocks in a season. And also, his total of 93 for his career is now tied for fourth all-time in Drake history in blocks. And he's a sophomore. Like, just, I can't even... And he's even, not even finished with this season. I can't even imagine. Like, he is still growing. Okay, not in yeah. height, of course, but he is growing. Like, imagine Liam Robbins at his height, but at Nick McGlynn's size, he he is going to be unstoppable. He's already showing his unstoppability. Um, yes, he was a little bit limited in points, but if you're, if you're an offense facing against Liam Robbins, you better be a... You better be a darn good shooter because you are not going to get easy buckets inside the paint. Yeah, you're right. And I just I can't look at Liam. And I feel bad for Nick McGlynn because I feel like if Darian DeVries had come just a couple of years earlier, I feel like Nick developed McGlynn would have him a little such bit a more. better career because from what it looks like, DeVries is just really good at developing bigs inside. Nick McGlynn broke out his senior year. I mean, he gets junior year as well. He broke yep. out even more senior year. And now Liam Robbins. But I think you're exactly right. And Liam Robbins on the, at this pace – could get over 70 to 80 blocks this season. And keep in mind, 93, his his career uh, number right now, is fourth all time. If he gets 70 to 80 in a season, just imagine how high he can I mean, get we, we've talked about this before. Career. We have very high hopes for Liam Robbins, but uh, I'm going to even throw it out there that Liam Robbins could be the best big that Drake men's basketball has ever seen. Yeah, and I... <laughs> and I don't think that that's out of the question I don't think all. that's out of the question. I mean, I, I see him competing for Missouri Valley Conference Player of the Year this year. I don't think it's going to happen. I see him competing for it. See him being a first team player, and I agree with you. I see him being one of the best best bigs we've ever seen. I mean, when you just pass him around on campus, you just you just look at this guy. He ducks everywhere. You you look up into the sky, <laughs> and there you see it. Sometimes you can't see his face because there's the glare. You are a so shadow in. You are a shadow on the sidewalk of Liam Robbins. And just to, for, for some perspective, I'm six four, and he, he makes you look. He, he looks. You look sh- small. He stands over. Yeah, yeah he's, he looks right over me. Um, but yeah, Liam Robbins inside. Uh, we heard we talked to Michael Admire, and he described him last year as kind of a baby giraffe. He's there, but he just has to grow into his body. And this year, he's really growing into it, getting a lot more confident. 
Um, so Drake, next weekend, they take on Indiana State, who they beat at home, but this time on the road. That is going to be on Wednesday at 6 p.m. And then next Saturday in the Des Moines hometown team game on February 1st at 5 p.m., they take on Southern Illinois. And by the way, last note, if they beat Southern Illinois on Saturday, it would have it been a full calendar year since a Drake team has lost at home. Hopefully, uh, that's, that's barring a women's team win on Friday, but a full calendar year since a Drake team has lost at home. Pretty incredible when you think about it. Knock so, on wood, folks. Knock on wood. JD really moved his microphone over to the woods. So you, you had to hear, hear the knock. You had to hear the knock. So two more wins away, but let's hope that that streak can continue. So both teams in good position in the Missouri Valley Conference. Good luck to both teams, and have a good week of Drake Sports, folks. <laughs>